Highways Voices, the podcast of Highways News, your one-stop destination for all the news about the highways and transport technology industries, and our must-read daily newsletter. On this week's Highways Voices, the new way of managing temporary roadworks. What we've produced is something that understands exactly how different vehicle types behave and can then figure out exactly how long each type of vehicle takes to get through the precise geometry of that site. So there could be some bends in the road, there could be a gradient, all that sort of taken into account to get you the most accurate value, potentially without even having to go to the site because you've got a an accurate drawing of the, of the layout of the site. While I'm still on holiday, Adrian takes the chair this week with a chat with Traffic Group Signals and the tortoise and the hare. Highways Voices, in association with partner organisations, the Transport Technology Forum, ITS UK, Elkrig and Adept. This week on the Highways Voices, we talk tortoise and the hare. But sadly, it's not story time. It's the title of a new research paper published by Traffic Group Signals, which look at how we can model road user micro journeys to determine accurate intergreen times at roadworks to help make it safer for all to travel through. Joining me to discuss this is the author of the paper, Dr. Darren Hudson, Senior Project Manager at Traffic Group Signals. Darren, welcome to Highways Voices. Thank you. So this is a fascinating paper you've put together here, but why safety at roadworks? Safety really is, is intrinsically linked with efficiency and obviously we're aiming to improve both as much as we can and we've created products that achieve this but they require a lot more configuration in terms of red times or intergreen times than traditional portable signals do. So we've sort of engaged in this work to make that task of coming up with all those timings easier but also safer in, in terms of removing human error uh, from the process. And how do, how do you better balance traffic signal times to make traveling through work work safer and quicker and, and create that kind of link, as you say, between between safety and efficiency? Well, I think in, in terms of red times, the what the paper looks at is modeling the vehicle's characteristics individually, vehicles as cyclists as well, to understand how quickly they get through a site bearing in mind its precise geometry. So typically for uh, nearly all the roadworks you'll see out there, the red times that, that are input into the signals come from a simple uh, measurement of the distance between weight boards. And that doesn't take really into account the, the sort of geometry that vehicles have got to pass through all, the, all their characteristics. So what we've produced is something that understands exactly how different vehicle types behave and can then figure out exactly how long each type of vehicle takes to get through the precise geometry of that site. So there could be some bends in the road, there could be a gradient, all of that sort of taken into account to get you the most accurate value, potentially without even having to go to the site because you've got a, an accurate drawing of the, of the layout of the site. So the, the timings are correct, but they're also safe and efficient. And if you think we can always shorten red times and make a site move more vehicles through it, but at the cost of safety. And equally, we can always increase red time and make something perhaps more safe, but much less efficient. So what we're trying to do here is find the exact point where you've got the right balance between those two extremes, if you like. So we've got the safety exactly as it should be, but we're also creating lots of efficiency. And what about design 
uh, at the beginning of the process. There's a lot of talk in, in the highways and transport sector at the moment about, you know, how we can better design out risk in, in different scenarios. And of course, roadworks present two different scenarios, the safety of um, road workers and the safety of, of the traveling public. So can, can we design out safety risk at roadworks by better traffic signal and, and sort of in the overall traffic management design, the way that we approach that? Absolutely. And I think doing that on a, in a sort of desktop exercise has got a lot of value versus kind of figuring things out at the roadside. I think there's probably too much of that is embedded in the traffic management industry where there, there may be a drawing for a site, but it's quite likely not laid out exactly as per that drawing. There may be timings on a drawing that actually aren't followed on site. So what, one of the things we've innovated with, with our newer products is all of the designs performed on a PC, there's a full audit trail, all of the red times, green times are all completely decided in that PC software and reviewed. So you can show that to all the stakeholders, you can try out different scenarios in terms of how the, the signals will operate or different TM layouts, um, and then make a formal decision and actually independently review the signals in, in, a, in a process before the the sort of scheme goes live. So yeah, absolutely. There's there's lots I think we can do, and and bringing sort of proper signal design skills into the mix as well, um, rather rather than just using the very simple portable signals that don't really have any different options in terms of how they run. We've actually now got products where we've got many many options on how we how we run the signals. We could we could split the pedestrian crossings into into two groupings that run in different parts of the signaling sequence, for example, uh, th things that you just can't do on the traditional portable products. And one of the themes of, of the paper is keep it simple. Can, can you explain that approach? Well, it's, it's sort of formed by making the software do the, the heavy lifting, if you like. So we've made it very quick and easy to get the right answers by just drawing the, the, the vehicle paths through a site onto the map. So in, in that sense, we followed keep it simple. But I think there's another way of looking at keep it simple, which is kind of how the traffic management industry delivers signaling to temporary works at the moment. And they employ a different kind of keep it simple, which is not to consider the possibility of more sophisticated or varied signaling schemes. They, they just employ the very, very basic functions that a portable signal can deliver. And the, so that so they so they manage to cope with anything that's that's thrown at them through using a very simple form of signalling, but it's not really the answer. If you want to get lots of efficiency and more safety, you've got to engage in more full-bodied kind of signalling uh, technology and capabilities that need a lot more design uh, up front. So, we're, in a sense, we're saying, you know, make it more complex, but then find simple ways of delivering that. I suppose is, is essentially what we're, where we're at. So we, we mentioned it earlier, but what, what can we do at Roadworks to help educate the public why the Roadworks are there and help address other issues such as incursions and road worker abuse, which is sadly a, a growing problem in, in the industry? Giving people advance notice of, of works is important because the last thing you want people sort of in a great rush, they might be taking their kids to school or something, and then out of the blue, some Roadworks appear. So I think that's certainly something that can be done. I think the other thing is just make the delays less. The, the worse the delays are on a road, the worse the abuses. And we can do a lot more than we are doing to reduce delays at roadworks by using better, more sophisticated 
signaling schemes and equipment and just paying more attention to getting things exactly right, getting things like these timings that the paper talks about exactly right. Because the public can can tell when signals aren't working how they should be. Uh, I mean, two easy things the public can tend to spot is I'm sat in a huge queue at this side of the works and there's a tiny queue at the other side. Well, that's sort of plain to see that increases the level of abuse people receive. Equally, if you're sat looking into a shuttle lane and nothing is moving through that for a long period of time, people get the sense the lights aren't set up correctly. So I think, you know, reducing delays and reducing obvious signs that signaling's not quite had the care it should have had have got to help because the the job of going out and completely shifting the mentality of what's probably a fairly small minority of people who cause a lot of this abuse is is a very difficult task to take on. And what's your longer term aspirations for for some of the recommendations that you've you've made in this paper? We're on a mission to bring what I'd call proper signalling to roadworks and also to shift away from a model where the signalling scheme is designed a little bit on the fly and managed by sending lots of people out in vans. We need to move to an arrangement where the signalling is reviewed properly independently on the desktop, it's deployed to a plan, and then it's it's managed remotely. Uh, We don't need people on sites. We can do all of that much more efficiently in a sort of central operations centre type uh, approach. So that's what what we're heading for uh, in in the long term, really. And we're we're just at at the point now of demonstrating the, the benefits that can be had from using more capable signalling. And just finally, so still on the themes of the recommendations that you've made here, and there's some some really good ones, how, how do we get this approach to be consistent across the industry and across, you know, across the local and strategic network? Um, how do we ensure traffic management companies pick this up? How do, how do we talk to contractors? How do we let local authorities know that this is... This is, you know, this is a good thing. Well, obviously, we're going about promoting the work we've done with this paper. There's also new guidance coming out for portable signals that has related elements to it, and you know, that cover this kind of area of determining red times. I think really we're just on a mission to make everybody aware of what what we've worked on and educate local authorities, because ultimately they have the responsibility. The sort of buck stops with them in the sense of ensuring the quality of what's on the street. Dr Darren Hudson there, and he also presented his findings at the JCT Traffic Signal Symposium. So take a look at the JCT YouTube channel to watch more about the concept there. Highways Voices with Paul Hutton and Adrian Tatum. Now we've still got some time, so let me take you back to Highways UK, where Traffic Group Signals shared a stand with partners AGD Systems. And I caught up with both companies there, chatting to Traffic Group Signals' Will Credicott and first Ian Hind of Well, I think AI has been used in lots and lots of sectors across the world, but uh, we're training a model to actually identify particular types of targets. There's a huge uh, interest in active travel, particular cyclists. There's interest in bus priority. Um, They're trying to move people around cities and um, towns in in very different ways now than perhaps pre-COVID, and that's where the local authorities are coming to us for help. Will... Traffic group signals, one part of the business, AGD another. But as I look around the stand and I talk to people, actually, if you look under the bonnet, you are really working closely and uh, integrating the products together. 
That's right. There's always been quite a close integration between the two businesses, uh, but more so recently. So with the AGD650 AI camera, we're starting to look at how we can bring that to the temporary traffic management space. So in, in certain sites, we might do cyclist-dependent stages, which is something that hasn't been done in temporary signaling before. So we're, we're really making the most of the, the engineering background of, of the company um, and also the agility uh, that we have from our temporary signaling point of view to, to deliver a new service to our customers. And Ian, when you are looking at new products, how much of it is you sitting around together as a team coming up with ideas and how much of it is going and talking to customers and potential customers who might ask you for a particular solution that you then go back and actually invent? Okay, so the customers are always going to give us a very uh, stern challenge. I think that's, that's what we look forward to. But if we, don't, if we don't listen to what they're asking for, you never innovate, you never make the product better than it is today. And I think what I've seen this week is we've had conversations with some people who, who, having talked to our people on the stand, can see that they have an application which is not quite what we're demonstrating, but they can see an evolution of what we've got to give them something else. And more and more people from the, the video demonstrations we see, they say, well, I can see it's doing all that, but can you give me that data, please? So that, I think, is the logical next step, not just for us, but across the industry. So that's the second of our podcast produced while I've been on holiday, or rather, to be honest, produced before I went away and uploaded when I nipped up to my room to press upload, thanks to the hotel Wi-Fi. As I say, I've been on holiday, which is why you've not heard the usual news stories from Adrian Tatum, our partner news, or Adrian's accolade, although you can keep an eye on all sorts of content, of course, on the Highways News website, plus our social feeds and our daily email, which you can get if you sign up at highways news.com so that's it for this week's highways voices and now i've pressed upload on this pre-record i'm back to the pool or maybe the beach and i'll join you next week when i'll have come back to earth with a bump with a trip to the ttf autumn update in birmingham and i'll bring you some content from that next week highways voices join us again next week for more insights from those that matter in the industry 